What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 591st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I am here. I am getting really, really worried about being able to get my seasonal Master Ball in Pokemon Go. I still have 39 raids I need to do, and I have, I think, what, seven days? Eight days? You can do it. I believe in you. So (laughs) you're saying you didn't go hard on Mega Garchomp Day? I did not. It was rainy. I got help from people in the Slack and was very, very grateful. Um, But I only did enough to get the energy to Mega Evolve. Greg, do you also have 3,000 Mega Garchomp energy like me? Oh, you, you, I did nothing but chomp yesterday. <laughs> I was, I chomped from one side of this town to the other. It was just like a Pac-Man running through Minneapolis. Perfect. That's what I did. You did the right thing and not went to Mall of America because it was ungodly busy for some reason. It's because it's before the holidays and people were out running every errand they possibly could in prep for the holiday. Already? Oh, yeah. So, like, if you don't have a guest table and chairs, you're not going to do it the week of Thanksgiving. You're going to do it now. That's the problem. You don't have an outfit to wear to Thanksgiving for reasons. (laughs) Because that's what people do. Are you are you a friends given person, Greg? If my entire family wasn't here, yes. However, my entire family is here. <laughs> All of my in-laws and my immediate family, my my brother, his family, and my parents. So as much as I would like to maybe not spend time with my family on a holiday, that is not an option. I thought Friendsgiving is like the week before. No, it can be. It, it can, can be. be, but generally, friendsgiving is for people who are have nowhere else to go on a Thanksgiving holiday, so they gather together. But like, I'm not celebrating Thanksgiving twice. That's like a, it's not even <laughs> that big of a holiday. It's not that important yeah. of a holiday. You want turkey twice? I mean, I like turkey, <laughs> and I would make turkey twice. But like, there's a lot more that goes into that than just making a turkey. Hey, there are restaurants that you can order a whole Thanksgiving meal from. Yep. You sure can. And my mother is, I believe, this year deciding that's... Well, speaking of turkey, it makes you sleepy, and it is week 11 of us, maybe 12, of us playing Pokemon Sleep. (laughs) That was an okay transition. What? (laughs) I mean, if it was true, but turkey doesn't make you sleepy. I thought that's what everyone says. No, they're wrong. Oh, okay. It's what everybody says, but they're wrong. Doesn't pretzels make you sleepy? I think it's like, just the filling food part. It's just the carb overload part <laughs> for Thanksgiving that makes you tired. But also, wh- which type of pretzels? Soft pretzels or crispy pretzels? Oh, I don't know. I have no but, clue. You can't bring up scientific literature if you didn't read it. Pistachios make you sleepy. Pistachios Wait. have natural melatonin. Oh, okay, okay. It is it is wild to me that we're three months. Maybe <laughs> oh, Google, thank you for helping me. Four yes, months into what I wanted. Pokemon Sleep, and it has more news than any other video game happening. Uh, any other Pokemon <laughs> game, at least. There's uh, sleep news here, so we'll we'll just get that out of the way. First bit of news is Onyx and Steelix are appearing in Pokemon Sleep. Uh, they will be in the 
how do you say this? Top, 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 hollow, tape. Top hollow, I think. Top hollow. I mean, is it isn't it supposed to be based off the color, which means it's taupe? Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Yeah, taupe. that. Yeah, top, top. That will start on the fourteenth of November. I uh, I think most hardcore Pokemon Sleep players like refuse to leave Greenlands or the beach. Those are like the two most popular places because it's good berries, good Pokemon spawns. Like no one wants Geodude anyways. There's so much more than just Ge- Geodude there. <laughs> no one wants Riolu because that's also bad. <laughs> you get all of the Jigglypuff in Topalo. Oh, that's good. That's good. I already got a 99 out of 100 Jigglypuff or whatever. Some uh, Apparently pretzels do make you sleepy or can make you sleepy. Is the soft ones or the hard ones? It it. It seems to suggest that it is the soft ones. It says the staple ballpark snack, and the one is that ballparks are soft. Uh, they're a source of carbs, because carbs can make you sleepy. But they have a lot of magnesium in them, which is needed for quality sleep. Mm. So it helps prevent magnesium deficiency, which is known to make it harder to stay asleep. Is this accurate? <laughs> There are it a sounds lot of like the eighties when magnesium. we needed milk. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to Topalo and the wonderful creatures you can find there, all of which are valid and vital for your sleep experience. <laughs> if you wish to have a Riolu on your team, go for it. I mean, There's yeah, no if, min-maxing if you like Riolu. in this game, it's going to reset in a week. Anyways, invite your little friends to spend the night with you. Who cares? It's your life. There absolutely is min-maxing in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. No. I'm, I'm punching Pokemon in the calculator left and right. Okay, so Onyx and Seelik are, are coming to the game. Uh, there's also an Eevee event. Uh, Eevee Week 2023 will begin at 4 a.m. on November 20th. So not this week. That Well, assuming you're listening to this podcast, the week of the 13th, the following week. It's to this this event is to celebrate Eevee Day, which is November twenty first, during which Eevee and its evolutions are more likely to gather for sleep. You'll be able to encounter different Pokemon of different sleep types, regardless of your own, and Eevee and its evolutions are more likely to appear. And if you're lucky, you might even meet a shiny Eevee. It didn't say if you're lucky trainers, so Niantic didn't write this. Uh, I'll- <laughs> but are I'll- you trainers in this? Yeah, I guess you're not really sleeping. a trainer. I think you're researchers. Yeah. If you're lucky, researchers. Also, if you can uh, conduct sleep research on EV Day, which is November 21st, you can get 1,121 bonus sleep points. You can get a nice reward like an EV incense through special missions, which will be available in addition to the usual missions. And during EV Week, all your helper Pokemon's main skills will have a higher chance of being triggered. We hope you enjoy this great work from your helper Pokemon. And it doesn't say that you have to sleep specifically anywhere. So that's nice. You can stay in Topolo and keep looking for that Steelix while also enjoying the Eevee event. Heck yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll circle back here because this leads into some other Pokemon news, which is uh, there's an Eevee event in Paseo, uh, which is the Penny and Sylveon arrive in Masters EX. Get ready for this festivities. Fest. It's supposed to be festive. Festivities. festivities but festivities. With, it's not good. 
No. Puns are bad. Trainers are all, all over are gathering to show their love for evolution Pokemon by showcasing their partner, Eevee, and its of all forms. Uh, there is one Eevee superfan from Paldea who is a bit shy to get in on the fun, though. Penny, who loves all things Eevee, but is also nervous about meeting new people face-to-face, uh, a.k.a. most people listening to this podcast. Uh, even though she is committed, <laughs> mostly me, even though she's committed to try to become a new version of herself on a unique island of Pasio, her sync pair is Sylveon. Which I guess, like, Valerie's sync pair should probably be Sylveon, because... She was the first gym leader to have Sylveon, but... Valerie St. Pierre is Sylveon. Oh, wait, is Valerie in the game? Yeah, twice. (laughs) Has been for a long time. (laughs) Has been for a a chunk. I don't think I've ever pulled her. Oh, yeah, she's there. Also, Penny's voice threw me for a loop. We had this conversation before we started the show. I'm having it now. She's got a slightly... She got a slight British accent, which is fine, but her voice is softer than I probably expected it to be. Yeah, her her it's... British accent makes sense because she's from Galar, but I would describe her voice as fluffy, maybe. Yeah. Sword and Shield Trisha. remakes confirmed. She's from Galar. We're going to Galar because it's really close. <laughs> yeah. Because because okay. Spain is really close. This is this is yeah. what all the, the we're going back to Galar then, right? No, it already we already never going back to Unova. They already said it's Unova. Oh, okay, okay. But what about Kalos? Everyone told me we're going back to Kalos. We have Kalos people and Masters. I'm pretty sure. Yes, so Ma- so playing Pokemon Masters, Kalos confirmed for Scarlet yes. and Violet. Okay, all makes yes. sense. Yes, Kalos, Kalos is confirmed as a region that exists near these other regions. Got it. All right. Thanks for clearing that up. No problem. Uh, uh, yeah, so <laughs> in the comments, comment about whether you like her voice. Nimona's voice. Nimona's voice is solid. on point. Solid. I am not sold on Penny's voice yet. I'll get there. It just felt weird. I was expecting much more of a hybrid Spanish-English type thing. It's just pure fluffy English, which is fine. It just is, feels weird. I don't, I don't know. think she spent that much time in Paldea. Enough to get kicked out. Wait, who got kicked out? Penny. Wait. She went to Paldea, got kicked out, and then came back? Yeah. What? Main storyline. The main storyline? Wait, when did she come back? Wait, how did she get kicked out to begin with? Did she just never graduate? She she caused the upright. Did you not pay attention to this game? No, did she? She doesn't get kicked out. So she got kicked out before then. Before our character comes. Yes. No, I don't remember that part. I just remember her like hacking into the thing at the end, and then it was like, "I'll hack my records to be good" or something. I don't remember her specifically getting kicked out, but it was definitely at least something like that. Yeah, she got kicked out. Got kicked out because she decided to leave because she organized everybody to not be bullies. And then she went back to Galar to spend a year away. And then she sneaks back. Not really sneaks back because you run into her, but she comes back from being away for the year. uh, And then is hacking the system to make up for the problems that she caused by forming Team Star and letting them loose upon the universe or whatever. Oh, okay. Because uh, she's part of the STEM program and then, uh, you know, the whole thing. It's the whole thing. But yes, she gets kicked out and then comes back. Anyways, we have uh, 
the Pokemon Sleep EV event. We have the Pokemon Masters EV event. Uh, we've been doing this show for a decade. And I feel like the last couple of years, we haven't really talked about a specific EV day. But that's a thing. Uh, if you it is did, a thing. Don't, didn't know that. Uh, the farthest I could go back was finding that the EV day was official as of 2018. Yeah, that's what I... So Whoa. I couldn't have. So I couldn't find anything before that, but apparently on uh, 2018, November 21st, 2018 was the first ever EV day becoming official. Uh, I did go back. Look, we could spend the next hour going back of old EV day events. There, ha- there has been a lot. Like Masters has pretty much done something mm-hmm. EV related every year. I. I- Maybe that's why the EV outbreaks were not outbreaks. The EV raids were like one of the first raids in Scarlet and Violet. It was kind of close, but I guess I didn't put that together. But you could maybe, maybe, maybe stretch and make an argument for that. But there's been a lot of EV stuff. There was like a whole EV dedicated Twitter account that people thought meant that new EVs were coming. No, it just EV is very <laughs> popular. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise, EV is popular. <laughs> With that being said, we have a Pokemon Sleep EV event coming. We have a Pokemon Masters EV event coming. I'm going to assume that there's going to be a Scarlet and Vent, Scarlet and Violet EV event coming, whether that's just recycling the raids that we've already seen. Uh, it's been a year, so it's really easy for them to be like, okay, well, you had to have the game within like the what the first month in order to do those yeah. EV raids. So I could see them. I don't doing... even remember them. It was, it was just five star. No, it wasn't even five star EVs. I think they could be in three, four, and five. Yeah, and they I could don't... just be random terror well, types. I barely remember it was a thing. I can't remember if that was before or after Charizard. I think it was before. I think it was the very first event, and then Charizard was the second event. That sounds about right. I know that it wasn't one I was interested in because it was just the EVs with different terror types. I remember catching yep. one of each and then being like, this might matter. And then I think I used like one of them for something. <laughs> it, it was before everybody figured out how easily you, quote unquote, easily you can change a Terra type, I think. Oh, yeah, because I think at that yeah. point it wasn't revealed that you could change a Terra type. Because on the show we were talking about like how easy or hard are they going to make this for yeah. Terra Pokemon. So yeah, I I expect them to announce something for Scarlet and Violet and something for Pokemon Go. I don't think as of this recording, anything for Go has been announced, Eevee related. No. Uh, Now that there are, now that there has been two mass outbreak events, it would be cool to see like an Eevee mass outbreak. I have played this game every day for a full year and i don't think i've ever seen an ev outbreak i've seen a vaporian outbreak one time that was cool but i didn't do it but i saw it and i was like look at them vaporian <laughs> look at them look at them go look they're at over them. there vaporing vaporman's on its way Vapor- i think i think hannah said this uh, a couple episodes ago but as much as i liked I think this is what she said, Hannah. You can correct me. As much as I liked the Halloween event, I liked the Clefairy event more because it felt like a community day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, when I was when the Clefairy event was happening, everybody was posting photos of their shiny Clefairy, and it absolutely felt like a community day. But the ghosts was just 
everybody was getting different ones. It wasn't quite the same. <laughs> yeah, it's like not the worst thing ever. It was just kind of cool to kind of have that moment of like everyone kind of shiny hunting the same Pokemon and posting that. I obviously, shiny hunting isn't like the biggest thing in the world when it comes to Pokemon. Like shiny hunting is still very niche. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, what are you talking about? You're listening to a Pokemon podcast. You are already <laughs> more hardcore than the average Pokemon fan. But and um, Eevee is going to be one that people are. If it if if it does have an outbreak event, Eevee would be a very exciting one. People would love to shiny hunt that. Oh yeah, I'm like when you think about like Pokemon that bring people back to the game, like it was undoubtedly like Greninja was so popular, so many people came back for Greninja. Um, Mewtwo was like insanely popular. Uh, and you just saw people talking about like wanting to get it too hard, too easy, like need help. Like I just want to get this Mewtwo. Uh, I would, I would assume anything Eevee related, outbreak wise would would be huge for people to come back. And it's like Eevee's a cool one too, because like with Clefairy, it's like, well, I got two. I guess I keep one as Clefairy, and then I evolve one to Clefable. But with Eevee, it's like I want to get all eighteen, so I could. Have every Terra type and then get another nine times. What? Wait, what is? Hold on. <laughs> How many Eevees could you get of every Terra type? So many. <laughs> so, so you, well, you many. have one of every Terra type that you can evolve into one of every evolution. Yeah, that would be so many. I was I was sitting here thinking that Eevee doesn't have hats in Pokemon Go, so you don't need as many shinies as you need in Pokemon Go, but it does have hats. It has the Terra hats. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what, 162 Eevees? So you did 162 <laughs> shiny Eevee? Yeah. That Easy. would be... <laughs> Easy. One weekend, you're done. That would be a, a cool challenge. Was this uh, 2018? Was that Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee? I think that was the same yep. year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? It, no, was. it was. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was a good game. Okay. <laughs> it was Kanto. <laughs> yeah, but the Ekans had a really good follow animation compared to BDSP. Yeah, <laughs> that they've never replicated since. November 16th, 2018. Let's go, Pikachu. Let's go, Eevee. I actually know if there was anything Eevee related for Cafe Mix. Uh, I think there's like a Fido event happening in Cafe Mix right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Fido, there's a Fido event in South Korea right now. <laughs> I didn't put this on the, the show notes. But uh, their department store in South Korea, which is called, I think, Lotte? Latte? I think it's Lotte. They'll have little kiosks for Scarlet and Violet to promote the... what? What is the DLC? I don't want to, it's not the double pack. It's the DLC pack or whatever. It's the physical version with the physical DLC. Minus half the DLC isn't on the cartridge. Yeah. For, you know, reasons. For reasons. Because. Bad timing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I bad wonder timing. I they're going to try to try to put one out that has both like right before Christmas. If they if they were to put an updated retail version that had both on, I would consider buying it for collecting purposes. But right now, it's worthless. Eventually, they'll probably update it. I feel like over time, if something keeps being on shelves, they put in the updates. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, if you're in South Korea, you can go into a, the the Lotte department store, find the kiosk. There should be a little Fido. It's like a level five Fido and a Cherish Ball. Uh, and then it comes with a mark. I don't remember which mark it is, but to people who like to collect Cherish Ball Pokemon. So they're not selling Fido shaped bread. I mean, are they? Did I miss I, this news? <laughs> no, it's Hold on. Would you, do they, I need a book of flight to South Korea a, right now? They've had a bread event before, right? In they South did. Korea? Yes, yes. There's a lot of bakeries in South Korea. They do like their bread there. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. Let me check Delta real quick. <laughs> Let me get some Fido bread. That sounds awesome. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we have for EV. So, um, well, I guess when we get closer to happy EV day. We can say happy Eevee day. Uh, okay. Well, let's uh, take a break. And when we come back, we'll have some more Pokemon news. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Every Plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. No hidden fees. So you can count on a great value week after week. Plus, you only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Pre-portioned ingredients are shipped right to your door so you can spend less time meal prepping and more time playing Pokemon. Doing those EV raids. Have you been to a restaurant lately? They're expensive. Every Plate's meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal, so you can save money. You can get spicy chicken, you can get hamburgers, you can get tacos, you can get macaroni and cheese. One of my favorites from every plate you get a whole tub of every plate you can click that little check mark add on that tub of every plate it's fantastic i absolutely love it but i put a little pepper on my macaroni i don't know if you guys do i do with 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week you are bound to find something you love so get started with every plate get a dollar 49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49 super effective once again, that is everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49SUPEREFFECTIVE to get started with every plate. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you are just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites that your audience can engage with, where you can sell your products, and where you can host all of your content in one place on your own terms. The podcast to this show is hosted on Squarespace, and it has been for a decade. That's why we're doing Squarespace ads, because it's really good, and it's really helpful, and it's really easy to use. You don't need to know any coding to make a website. Squarespace has a fluid engine where you can customize every design detail with dragging and drop-in technology for both desktop and mobile. You can put your merch up there, easily sell custom merch and keep track of your inventory. You can host videos. You can have a whole asset library. You can run your own email campaigns. People still use emails and websites. There's powerful blogging tools. There's analytics to see how many people are signing up for your emails, shopping at your store, clicking those podcast links. So if you're looking to build a website, whether that's about photography, your friendship bracelets, your EV raid builds, you can head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you go to squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off 
first purchase of website and domain. Squarespace.com slash PKMNCAST to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are back from our break. Before we get to the the longer conversation of this episode, which revolves around money, uh, just a quick heads up. The sitting cuties have been restocked at Pokemon Center. That, there's your breaking news. Beep, 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 breaking beep, news. Beep, breaking news. Sitting cuties also restocked. involving money. They're twice the price that they used to be, aren't they? Some of them went up. Uh, at one point, yeah, they were all like 12 bucks. Now some of them are like pushing... Fourteen, fifteen dollars. I thought they were twenty something. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. That would be the real breaking news. <laughs> no, some some are more expensive. The more complicated ones, like I think Salamance was a little bit wait, like it was like three dollars more than Shelgon was. But like, why are you buying Salamance? Shelgon is the better. It was like Shelgon is literally just a ball with eyes. Like that's the one you should purchase. Greg's thinking yeah, about there it. There are some that are twelve dollars. Yeah, there are some that are eighteen. Eighteen for a sitting cutie? Seventeen. <laughs> seventeen dollars. I think seventeen makes it better. <laughs> no, there's a uh, whoever from the Pokemon company who listens to the podcast, I know you do. Uh the, do you remember the Moo Moo Milk wooden thing that came out for Christmas like three years ago? Yeah. It was twenty dollars. I have it. Yep. It it's kind of like slightly tacky like i don't know where in the house i would put it where it would make sense some people would be like oh the kitchen but it's like uh sure they did new ones this year there's like a pseudo widow one and then there's another one when i bought the mill tank one it was 20 bucks which is like yeah sure whatever something to put on the wall 20 bucks the pseudo widow one and whatever the other one is is 40 dollars yeah and, when, and if you compare the two together, like pull up both pages, it's the same. It's the same dimensions. It's the same material. It is, it is literally double the price. And it's insane to me because I, I think the Moo Moo Milk one is the best one because you could have it up all year long because it's just like, get your milk. And you're like, oh, look, it's in the kitchen. Or maybe you have like a weird like milk themed bathroom. <laughs> actually, that's not weird. That's awesome. If you have a milk themed bathroom, that sounds great. Actually, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but no, also awesome. Weird. Don't let these two discourage your milk themed dreams, listener. <laughs> what? Wait, was the Moomoo milk thing a wooden sign or was that a tray? No, it was a sign. It was a sign. It's the same as the pseudo widow. They okay. did have they do they did have like a Moo Moo Milk bottle and plate collection, which at the time was only fifteen dollars, and that sold out like instantly. Also, they were not dishwasher safe. I learned the hard way <laughs> on that. They were also not cat food safe. Like I put wet cat food on it, and oh. it like the cat food ate away at the the, the design. It could have been a Sounds combination. Like they weren't food safe. Yeah, no, I don't think they were food safe at all. <laughs> I bought right, two at the time. At the old sign. Hold on. Oh man, sold out. Oh yeah, Moomoo Milk Pokemon Holiday and Home sign, nineteen ninety nine. Yep. And the pseudo Wooda one is forty. 
I thirty nine ninety nine. I under I understand inflation. I understand everything's expensive. I also understand that I don't think the Pokemon company is specifically on the merchant site side of things is hurting for money. But also, like if it was like twenty five and not twenty, it'd be like ah yeah yeah twenty five percent increase inflation double from twenty to forty is outrageous. But the back is different though. <laughs> Probably a cheaper. But why does material. that matter? It goes on the wall. But the back is different, though. <laughs> Could be a stronger back. It's see the back. It, so the back in the other one says Pokemon made in China, uh-huh. 2020. This one says has a Pokeball Pokemon Center, 2023 Pokemon Nintendo Creatures Game Freak made in China. There's more words. Ah. All those words add up to the price. You're just not thinking about typography and how much that costs That's true. to put on the back of a wooden sign that you'll never see. $2 but you'll know it's there in your heart. Creatures and Nintendo are thinking every time we sell this pseudo-wudo piece of art we can possibly put one more frame rate into the game. You can have farm fresh trees up all around. Trees grow all season. People are cutting trees <laughs> Is that down what it says? Farm all... fresh trees? Farm it fresh does. trees. Open, open daily. daily. You could be selling trees at any given time of the year. I'm only giving you permission to buy that if you have a tree-themed bathroom. Then it's... What? <laughs> when, did, when are you the arbiter of what people can buy? N- never is the answer. I will. I'm now buying this out of spite, and I'm hanging it up in my in your nautical theme bathroom where it's all ships, and there'll be one side about trees. I would li- love to go pick up a Christmas tree and see that just hanging up on the side of the oh, shack buy. or wherever they're selling them. Instant Not even buy just- from those people. Oh yeah, yeah. You have my business. You see a pseudo you're happy. Did we talk about the luxury ball <laughs> being out? We did that last week. It's right there. Uh, yeah, luxury ball's out. It hasn't sold out. Saw $120, which I don't know if the $120 is inflation because they have all been 100 up to this point with the exception of the master ball, which was 120 but was limited to 5000 in the US. That being said, it would make sense for the luxury ball to be more expensive. Yeah, it's luxury. Because it's luxury. It is more expensive in the game as well. So that... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's just capitalism at this point. Or I will say that out of all of the Pokeballs, because this is like the fourteenth one I've I've purchased. Well, technically, I didn't purchase one of them. One of them, one of them was gifted. I think it was the Love Ball or the Dive Ball or something. Anyways, um, my disclosure that sometimes I get free stuff. The Luxury Ball is a fingerprint magnet. It is so hard. Like, you can't even take that out of the box without it just sucking up every single fingerprint. I was going to say, they made it much glossier than the other ones. It's That's really the 20, That was the $20. Oh, it's luxury. Yeah, it's, it's luxurious. <laughs> and because it's glossy and because it's such a dark color, yeah. No, that's going to collect fingerprints. Oh, also, again, owning all 14 now, the Luxury Ball has a different light-up ring on the center. Greg probably... And you don't have any of the other ones, right, Greg? Nah, but I luxury ball only. For the first 13, it was like this. You could just see like, oh, the light comes out of this ring that you set it into when you open it. And this one, they like made it glossy. It looks a little bit better. It like, I think it diffuses the light a little bit better. So when you set the luxury ball, it you get a little bit more light. So they did change it. 
the hinges on these boxes are still like the worst hinges in the entire world. I don't, I'm like kind of, I kind of want to put like some WD-40 or something and see if that anything helps. But then I'm also afraid of ruining it. But like, yeah, no, just accept that. I mean, just accept that the hinge is bad. How often are you going to really open it though? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, is like, I think it looks better sitting on top of the box than having the box open. I don't know if they'll be able to see it in the YouTube, Greg. You get cropped. At well, uncrop point. it. Uncrop it. <laughs> uncrop it uncrop for, it for the specific I... pointing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last one. There are no more coming as of now. So unless... That we know of. That right? we know of, yeah. I don't know when okay. the next toy fair is, but... The one that I think I... Well, they haven't done Moonball. They haven't done... Beast Ball, which I think would probably be one of the cooler ones. I don't mm-hmm. know if they would ever do Strange Ball, but man, I love the Strange Ball. I think the Strange Ball is so cool. I want them to do the standard Hisuian Pokeball. I would love having a very high quality version of the standard Hisuian Pokeball. There is the rock poly... I think it's a polystone material of the Hisuian Pokeball, Pokeball on Pokemon Center. It's not the oh, one yeah, company. that does exist. It's yeah, yeah. a totally different... It's just... It, it's whatever... It's probably the same company that makes the scam choo-choo train stuff that you can get. I know yep. somebody who listens to the podcast who has like every part of that Pokemon train. <laughs> Good for them. I wish it was a better material. I was kind yep. of, I was so close to going all in on the train, but I was just not happy with the first. I got the first one that sits in my basement never to be put out for Christmas ever. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't really know what i from last i read what polystone was was a mixture of like rock and plastic and like granite it's not it's not like fully rock on the uh pokemon center page for the pokeball replica figure it just says resin high quality resin Mm. i feel like that made me less interested in it i think on the actual box that i received it said polystone because i never heard that word before Polystone is an organic material made from cement, silica sand, water, stone powder, reinforced with polyester resin and polyfoam. Oh, there Got you go. It. Look, with a, whether you bought the Wan Company or this Polystone Pokeball, if somebody breaks into your house and you got a good arm, man, that thing that thing will knock anyone out. It will put a hole in your wall. I don't think people realize when they comment on like my TikToks or my shorts of these, like they're heavy. They are heavy. I, I don't. I think I looked up what a pool ball weighs because I, I would. I would say a pool ball is pretty heavy. Like you don't want to get hit by a pool ball either. No. Yeah. I, it doesn't. And I'm pretty sure this is twice as heavy as a pool ball from what I what I. Looked, I could be misremembering. It was a long time ago when I was like, <laughs> how heavy is a pool ball? <laughs> uh, a billiard ball is six ounces. Yeah, and I think these are like twelve. Yeah. Because it sounds about a, right. A pound is sixteen ounces. It's and it's not quite a pound. Do the I need to go ball weigh is mine? Do we need to take a break? The luxury ball is one point three pounds. Oh wait, oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> at least heavy. Oh, that might be including. That, that might, might be including, including the box. The, but That's the box is the, the box. box is like the, box the is cheapest nothing. piece of <laughs> <laughs> the box weighs negative at this point. It's so. <laughs> there was also a point where they like switched. I think right now, if you were to buy the Pokeball, I think it comes in a black box. But mine came in like a gray box. 
They like switched the boxes at some point. You got the original. Yeah, I did get the original, yeah. Anyways, speaking of money, oh I lost I lost my show notes. We're <laughs> let's talk about the uh the economic impact. <laughs> yeah, this uh, I'm really I'm really making you guys excited for this next segment. <laughs> Niantic Niantic put out a press release uh saying that Pokemon Go Fest delivers more than three hundred million dollars in economic impact globally. Now, uh if you're like, what does that actually mean? Uh, it means that these uh, IRL events bring a ton of money to the cities they go into, which would then mean that more companies would want, to, or so more cities slash countries, I'm not actually sure at what level that goes down to, uh, would want to bid on these because uh, they make money. Like tourism brings in money and then that makes their economy better. So this is this was published on November 9th. Niantic says here across New York, London, Osaka, Pokemon Go Fest generated a combined 323 million for local economies. Okay, so that uh, just end a disclosure here. This this is not saying that Pokemon Go made 323 million. It is saying these cities specifically made this money outside of Go. So whether that's like somebody buying bus fare or hotels or food or being a tourist and going to a museum. Uh, it's bringing in that money. Uh, inclusive uh, of $73.8 million in tax revenues, according to a report conducted by Stat... Stat... Statista... Stat... Is, yeah. Statista. Statista. Oh, that sounds way better. kind of yeah, sounds like Batista. Um, Statista. Uh, what's more exciting is that these figures translate into actual expenses. That means, uh, 194,000 people, uh, connected with Pokemon Go during those weekends. In comparison, the 2023 UEFA Championship League Final. Is, is that soccer? What is, what is a UEFA? UEFA Champions League is an annual club association football competition. So, yes, yeah. soccer. Soccer, okay. Uh, brings a uh, projected economic boost of $80 million, uh, to host in the city of Istanbul. Eurovision, boosted by Liverpool, uh, brought in $66.2 million. And Taylor Swift, oh boy, I didn't think that, I think we'd be talking. You <laughs> picked the article. I did. I did. The article was put out by Niantic. I I just want to look. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, I am not get. I'm not saying that she doesn't bring in a lot of money, but statistically, she ain't bringing in a, the the same amount of money as Pokemon Go. <laughs> in one particular city, this That's is true. only Kansas referencing city. Taylor Swift's tour in Kansas City. In Kansas, you know the metropolitan. This is not exactly a fair comparison of Kansas City. You know, Kansas City gets tens of tourists every year. <laughs> you know, uh, so in Kansas don't City, don't be outdone by London or New York. No, no, no. You want to go to Kansas City this year? Kansas, Ka Kansas where City. Nothing happens. Taylor Swift brought in forty-eight million dollars to the local economy. Hey, so if you if you were to break down the Pokemon Go, that's that's a hundred million per event. So what we're saying is Pokemon Go needs to get on the Taylor Swift schedule and just keep hitting city after city. They're just probably trying. <laughs> yeah, Niantic <laughs> would probably love that, actually. 
Um, Randall's Island Park in New York City uh, on August 18th had an economic boost of $140 million uh, and $28 million in tax revenue. New, they, this is a quote from them. New York's cities is the world's largest stage when it comes to live events. The Niantic team proved to be a great partner in our efforts to bring Pokemon Go Fest to the five boroughs this past summer. And the results of the economic impact study speak for themselves, said Fred Dixon, <coughs> president and CEO of New York City Tourism Plus Conventions. Quote, the event created an opportunity to showcase the city to players and fans around the world. 21% was the first time visiting New York. We look forward to bringing them back to New York City again in the future. Uh, Randall Island Park Alliance was thrilled to have Pokemon Go make its appearance at the park this summer, said Deborah Maher, president of Randall's Island. Oh, dang, Randall Island has their own president? Uh, the overwhelming engagement and excitement of these attendees were wonderful to witness. We are grateful to the community and fans that made Pokemon Go Fest 2023 a success, and we welcome them back in the future. All right, I am going to poke a small hole into this by reading you these two paragraphs. Analysts estimate that the Taylor Swift Eras Tour will likely surpass $1 billion internationally. It will hold the current record of $939 million in the United States and is projected to generate close to $5 billion in, in consumer spending in the United States alone. Once again, though, not a fair comparison. <laughs> one of these I'm is a few saying. cities, and one of those is many, many cities across the entire country. If they're going to say, listen to us, we have three cities for $300 million, and they're going to pull, they're going to drag Taylor Swift for Kansas City. <laughs> Let's talk about the billions of dollars internationally this woman does. She has, she has a bigger economy than, like, 50 countries at this point. Yeah, uh, what, <laughs> like, what, what we're saying if is if Pikachu if is go, on her we schedule... Should have Pokemon Go or Taylor Swift in our city? You're going to go with Taylor Swift. <laughs> like I don't know. Unless you're Kansas City, apparently. This is, here for the listener, Taylor Swift-related, whether you like her or not. I was, I was downtown Minneapolis when Taylor Swift was uh, about to perform. I was on my one wheel. There's a lot of bike paths downtown. I like to go across the old stone arch bridge on the one wheel. Very good. Can't anymore. Can't anymore. Yeah, they're closing that down. But uh, this is what I witnessed. I watched a man out of nowhere wheel a giant cart of pink hats onto the street. And that man made so much money in seconds. I, he probably ordered a, a mass amount of pink cowboy hats from Amazon. And this man was selling them at like $25 a pop and a lot of the line to buy pink hats were just as long as the line to get into the U.S. Bank Stadium. It was insane how many girlies and the few men there uh, wanted to get a pink hat. So it was this this was a double whammy because Taylor Swift was here over Pride weekend. So the <laughs> pink hat sold across multiple <laughs> events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once everyone goes into U.S. Bank, you just push yeah. it over to Pride. <laughs> so some yeah, more I mean, there are a ton of Pride people downtown who would want a pink hat. There are a ton of Taylor Swift people down. There is a huge crossover between people who attended Pride and people who went to Taylor Swift. It yep. was a whole cultural thing that weekend. There was um when 
side story. When I was in Seattle last year for Pokemon Go Fest, there was... Uh, so, prior to Pokemon Go Fest starting, I don't know if anyone's been to the like Seattle Center where the Space Needle is. There's a bunch of um, like musical performers like with their violin or with their, their drums or whatever. You know, you pay for that spot, right? Like, you, you pay for your time spot to play some music and ha- have people throw change and whatever into your thing, right? One of the locals there that I met up with said that this guy on the violin has been practicing Pokemon songs for like the last month in preparation of GoFest. And That's I was there amazing. a couple days early because Niantic, that was the one that Niantic paid for me and flew me out to. Um, and so I saw this guy like doing like Pokemon songs on his violin. When GoFest started... He had a paper sign up saying, I'm not allowed to play Pokemon music. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it was Niantic or if it was Pokemon or, or if it was Nintendo. <laughs> because legally he had the right to be in the park because he paid yeah. for that, like, that mm-hmm. spot. But the i don't know what happened but this man was practicing pokemon songs for a couple of weeks and then when the event started he was not allowed to play pokemon songs well, he, he was very I good mean, at the violin though get wrecked for copyright infringement i guess um that that i'm i'm sure i'm sure he still made out very well that weekend with the thousands of pokemon I mean, players the sign is good also for sympathy money i'd that, be like oh, you know a couple of bucks <laughs> Maybe Boy. no one talked to him. It was just reverse psychology. I, I don't think. I think somebody talked to him. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all. Okay, so uh, the cool thing about this article is we actually found out how many people went to each event. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so New York uh, had an economic boost of $140 million, which is a lot of money. Take that, Taylor Swift, Kansas City, uh, with uh, $28 million of tax revenue. 74,000 tickets were sold with with 58% being between 27 and 44 years old, which is actually crazy to think about. I've I've talked about this before when I've gone to multiple GoFests or Safari Zones, whether that's in Korea, Japan, Seattle, Chicago. There are kids there, but not as many as you would think. Um, I don't know if Hannah could speak to New York if you saw oodles of oodles of kids. I don't think there were oodles and oodles of kids, but also I am under 27 at the moment. <laughs> You're the 42%. Get wrecked. <laughs> You're the 42 <laughs> So I, I am in that, yes. Um, I don't think there were a ton of kids. There were definitely some, but it was mostly adults. Yeah. Well, you know, anytime I do see, like, parents with, like, strollers and stuff, it feels like the kids are just, like, very over it after, like, two or three hours. They're like, oh, we're... (laughs) (laughs) This is the problem. Like, watching parents bring their kids through Gen Con, the same thing. They were done five minutes after hitting that crowd. And I'm like, good luck. You're got dead weight at this point because they stopped caring and they just want to go home. Yeah. Uh, so the average spend, the average visitor spent $783, which that seems cheap in New York, but you know. that does seem cheap in New York. That's the, ho- that, that's the cost of the hotel. 
<laughs> At least. Uh, yeah. 21% was the of attendees were the first time attending New York, which is actually a crazy statistic. Um, although I, there's a lot of people who have not been to New York, so it's expensive. <laughs> 35 million Pokemon were caught during New York Go Fest. The average attendee walked 18 miles. Um, I don't know if that was like all weekend, because uh, I feel like I walk like 10-ish miles a day for GoFest. Well, um, yeah, I feel like we walked 15 miles a day. I walk uh, 15 miles a day. But I guess there are a lot of people that maybe just like sit and play for quite a long time and maybe only do like mm -hmm. a mile. So yeah, maybe, maybe. And only go to the park and walk around only in the park. Right. Yeah. London. Uh, that was uh, in Brockwell Park. Uh, it had a economic impact of $55.9 million, $26.8 million in tax revenue. That event had 50,000 people travel and play throughout the city. 62% of attendees came outside of the UK to participate in the event, which is crazy. 60% of those attendees were between 25 and 44. I, I think the reason Niantic highlights that specific, like, why are they highlighting older people? Because they spend more money, right? Like a like a thirteen year old or a fourteen year old would need their parents' permission, and they're probably not spending as much as an adult with their own money, making their own decisions. Well, they had to widen the age range in this one. They did, yeah. Um, <laughs> each visitor average spent five hundred and twenty two dollars, and forty nine percent of attendees said that they would visit London again in the next year. Um, and then we go to Osaka Go Fest. This is the one I was at. Uh, this brought in $38 million and $11.6 million in tax revenue. This had 60,000 trainers attend the three-day event at the Expo 70 Commemorative Park. I think it would probably be higher if the yen wasn't so garbage right now. Like, the yen is so terrible, and it's, like, not getting any better. Good for American. If you're American going there, your dollar is very, very strong. But, like, as as a whole, it's not good when... Nothing translates to the yen very well. Uh, Osaka attendees spent $11.7 million on shopping. The average uh, visitor spent $335 for that weekend. 78% uh, of the people who attended were from Japan. 2% of people came from the United States. Well, they said primarily the United States. Um, I remember taking the survey. And I was like, why am I giving Niantic whatever? <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a train. I was like, I guess I'll take the survey. 21 million Pokemon were caught during GoFest Osaka. Um, and yeah, now we know how many people attended these events and how much money it made. You know, whether or not you like Pokemon Go, um, it's very cool that these events do well still. It's very cool that these events bring... People to cities. I don't think this is not this is not like an Olympic problem where the Olympics yeah, ruins I, cities. <laughs> I I am curious what the economic, environmental, etc. impact is because they aren't mentioning that, and that is like the dirty secret of the Olympics. Like Olympics will say we made eight billion dollars, but it cost the city like twenty billion dollars to handle everything. So I'm always curious whenever they put things out like this. I'm like, okay, but what is it? 
What is it costing the city? And what is it costing the people in the city is another uh, question yeah. there. This is an article that is put out by Niantic. This article is on Niantic's website. It is using statistics from a company commissioned by Niantic. This is <laughs> this is the thing that they send to cities when they want to say, "Hey, we want to do an event in your city." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, make so yeah, much yeah. money. It's it's it it's a little propaganda y. A little bit. I mean, it's 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 a lot of marketing, right? Like, you know, I won't blame them for marketing. I'm sure the economic boon is great. Uh, we do have an example of another large event that is not so great. <laughs> it is the Olympics. The difference here being, in general, they don't have to build something to house Pokemon Go, right? right. Like, the mm -hmm. biggest problem with the Olympics is they build all of these stadiums and these incredible things that then go empty and unused for ever <laughs> in a lot of cases. Um, but like the environmental impacts and just the impacts of, of having a huge influx of people come in at one point of time does cost money, which they are not talking about in this article. Um, I doubt it is as bad as the Olympics. I, it is probably the cost of doing business the same as when there is a Super Bowl brought into your town, right? Like Super Bowl generates a lot of money, but also you can't ignore the damage that that many people do to a city. Like we had, this is the wildest thing. So the Super Bowl was in Minnesota. And what year? All of these people flew here, not understanding how cold it was. Hundreds of people, like, Thousands of people went around and bought all of these winter coats up. So there were none left for anything else. Volunteer groups went through all the hotel rooms and picked up thousands of abandoned coats. Oh, because they didn't want to take them back home. They didn't want to take them home. So they wow. bought them, wore them for the game, and just left them in the room. Thousands and thousands and thousands of coats just left everywhere because they were flying back to Florida or Texas where they would never use them. So they didn't even bother to donate them. They just left them in the hotel rooms. And I know people who went around hotel to hotel to be like, we will gather up all of your now used, can't be resold winter clothing that was used for three days and distribute them out the best we can through all the charitable organizations. And like, those are like the weird hidden things that happen when large events happen in your city. So like, I'm curious to see from a city, like how much did it cost you to put in here? What were the, what were the hidden costs of hosting this? What's the hidden cost of having a ton of people like 10 times the foot traffic in a park, right? Like there's grounds that have to be kept up. There's, trees that have to be dealt with there's people who don't the peak of trash signs, like stay off the grass there's trash there's people who damage stuff just because they're people um so like it's cool that they make this much money but i would also i'm just absolutely in my brain curious what is the what is the cost of the city to house this like what's the profit margin that they're seeing <laughs> i feel like it's probably still a pretty good profit margin it probably is oh yeah I, I, I think back to the Las Vegas event, um, which right now there's problems with the F1 race that has been being reported. Oh, boy. But I still think Las Vegas screwed over Niantic because uh, I, I talked about this and I, I know GoCast, um, they talked about it as well. 
that park was like under construction and there was a giant mountain of dirt because they were trying to build something and they had this is not an exaggeration they had to put a security guard on the pile of dirt this huge mountain of rocks because because not kids grown adults were climbing this mountain this mountain of rocks to stand up there and it was dangerous so they had to position a security guard but i went through all the pictures of this park because it, you, you know you get there and you're like what's happening why why is there so much dirt why is there so much construction and you go back to the pictures and it, it's like they advertised it as like this beautiful like las vegas park just like minutes away from the strip it's minutes away if there is no traffic uh no traffic in vegas does not exist you 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 will you could probably walk faster to the vegas strip than sitting in a car so i I do kind of think like did vegas kind of lie about like this beautiful park and then niantic was like oh i i I guess i mean we're already here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I doubt they lied about it. I guarantee you in the time that they signed the paperwork, the construction side, I'm sure they just didn't say also during that time frame we'll be doing construction on the park. I'm sure they sold it as a complete park and then we're like, well, we just need to start this project. Well, it should be. Uh, it's probably it was probably the oh, it'll be done by then. It'll be done by then. And then it was yeah, never no done. No worries. Like like that park was like it had four um like zones or areas or whatever and like two of them were nice and then the other two were like separated by this just giant rock pile where like they were building kind of like a river to go through but there was no water (laughs) it was just like very awkward to be back there because it was like it it just didn't feel like a park it felt like it felt like a construction site back there which again no fault to niantic i'm sure they showed up a week before oh, yeah. to set stuff up and was like, oh, there's thing. Oh, how how do we make this good? Whatever. Um, I I'm curious if you know these numbers. Like, I only heard good things about the New York experience, which is surprising because there was like one ferry to get to Randall's Island, and there's like one bridge to get to Randall's Island. And I there I, were shuttles that I think some people used, and I don't know if it's only good things. There there was the the whole. <laughs> Verizon crashing. Oh yeah, Verizon going out for like like two hours or something. It was more than two hours. But um, yeah, more good things than the Vegas event. Let's put. Yes, that's for sure. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. By that, the overall yeah. Pokemon Go community is still seen as a failure. I don't know what people expected from Vegas. Really, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The minute I heard it in Vegas, I was like, lower, lower your expectations. It's well, Vegas. Vegas is a city that will bid. They they want tourism. They're, oh, they're that's not. That's all they can do. They're in the middle of a desert. <laughs> what else is there but to bring people in to spend money, get them drunk, and fleece them? Yeah. That's like, the Vegas motto. Uh, so like Ve- they made it, a death laser for crying out loud. Was was the Vegas earlier this year? I can't. This, this year has been a nightmare to me. <laughs> If, it was this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep, if, it was. If, you, if you look at 2023 for Vegas, they fought for so much tourism compared to other cities, in my opinion. Um, I'm curious if New York will want Pokemon Go to come back. Uh, you know, originally when the Pokemon Go stuff started, Chicago did sign a three-year agreement. That's why it was there for three years. Who knows where it was supposed to be after Chicago? Because... 
COVID happened yeah. at that point. So who knows if it was supposed to be New York or it was supposed to be back in Chicago or somewhere else. Um, I think Seattle was incredibly successful uh, when I was there. In Japan, it does seem to move around a bit, but uh, again... In the article, there is the person saying, we look forward to welcoming them back to NYC again in the future. Yeah, so I think the only people maybe upset about it being in New York is probably West Coast people, because that is a, a long flight for them. Or anyone who has trouble with the costs, because New York is an expensive city yeah, to go to. Yeah, it is an expensive city. I mean, oh, Chicago's yeah, not any cheaper, and it was in Chicago. No. Seattle's also a pretty expensive city. I don't know what other cities would want to fight for that. But uh, I would expect more Safari Zones and more of these events next year. So I guess the first one yeah, will be in I Taiwan. See more city, I want to see more City Safaris. I would love to see if they do City Safaris across the U.S. Yeah, that would be cool. Point. Well, I think that's, I think that's our show. Uh, unless... It sounds like neither of you did Garchomp, which you didn't miss out too much on. I did. I just didn't do more I than two. I just said I was chomping around the Twin Cities. Chomp, <laughs> chomp, 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 chomp. It was incredible. I tapped on my phone the things with the people, and I, I fought. I will say, I tried to use Campfire. Sorry. You fought. <laughs> Greg, Greg didn't play any Garchomp. He's just right. <laughs> You chomped all the, all across the city. I chomped uh-huh. like I was chomping. Ch- ch- you, everybody had to watch out for how hard I was chomping. You have no clue. I will say I really tried to use campfire to get people together because I was really looking to try and find a group of people in my neighborhood. I really wanted to do more Garchomp because I, I don't think I could have soloed it. I didn't try, even with my team that I put together. I don't understand. They So at first you used to go into the chat and set a flare when there was a raid you wanted to bring people to. But now there's the whole team up thing, which seems to be separate. And it seems like when you set, when you start a team up thing, it doesn't do the same thing as a flare. And now they have two seemingly conflicting things (laughs) in this app, neither of which worked. Um, I can I still can't get campfire to and work. So I was I doing the team no. up. I was doing the flare. I was going and sitting in the lobby again and again and oh, again, just out. waiting. Yeah, trying to see if I could draw anybody over there <laughs> to do a garchomp with me. But no. Well, you know, I went to Ball America, and every garchomp filled to twenty instantly without me talking <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I did learn the strategy was not to get there at two. The strategy was to get there at two forty-five. Do all the Garchomps in 15 minutes, and then right at 3 o'clock, they all reset and you do them again, and then you leave. It's amazing how your strategy for that day is also the strategy when you're trying to supposed to be meeting us up with us at 2, and you're like, I'm five minutes away, and 2.45, you wander into the mall. Yeah, well, at least in this time, I sat in the parking lot for 20 minutes, because no one knows... <sighs> These tourists, I tell you, no one knows how to you, drive in and cost. out of Ball of America. <laughs> you just go to the very top. That's all you got to do. But people are like, and Mall America parking, for anyone that doesn't know, they have numbers. Garbage. They will tell you how many spots are left. Like, yeah, literally, yeah. the second floor will say, like, three spots two. left. And people will be like, oh, I got to find those. You're not going to find, find those two. three spots. Because I guarantee you, they're all double parked. There's, there's not three spots left. 
just go to the top where it says 400 spots left and just park. It's fine. It, it, it's they a, have it, elevators it's a everywhere. Four-story mall that has skyways and elevators. You will instantly be inside. You don't need to be on the second floor. Also, the second floor is bad. It's the worst floor out of all of them. Second floor, yeah, the cream filling is a terrible of the two Oreo cookies. We, we did miss this bit of news here. Uh, Fashion Week returns for some snazzy-looking Pokemon. Uh, Gathita will make its... Uh, shiny Gathita will make its Pokemon Go debut. Uh... Dragonite wearing a bow tie. Ooh. Uh, and glasses. And glasses. But not on his eyes, on his on his head. So he's forehead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wo- Wooper <laughs> wearing uh a beanie. They call it a fashionable costume. I call it a beanie. <laughs> uh there will be new items on s- there will be select items on sale for Fashion Week. Two times the candy for catching Pokemon. Um the Pikachu with the summer hat and glasses is returning, which is kind of crazy. It's been a while since that Pikachu yeah. has been back. Diglett wearing a top hat, Wooper wearing a beanie, Krogunk wearing a backwards cap, Gothita with no fashion items at all. It can just be shiny. Uh, Frillish, Furfru, and Marini are spawning in the wild. Absol. It is highly offensive. That Gothita, with incredible fashionable bows already on, is is listed as not having any fashion. <laughs> Gothita <laughs> is fashion. Uh, Absol wearing, I think they're sunglasses, could spawn in the wild. Diglett, Wooper, Sneasel, Sneasel with a hat and glasses, uh, and then Furfur all one star raids. Uh, Boaterfree, the Butterfree with a bow, is returning. Uh, Dragonite, Curlia, and Absol, all in three-star raids. These are all costumes. Um, it doesn't say that Dragonite is spawning in the wild, so if you want Dragonite with a bow tie, your only option is three-star raids. Uh, Eggs, Pichu with the hat and glasses will be in the 5K eggs. Um, That's going to be a chase. What bizarre genetics happened in that egg to have that creature born naturally with a hat and glasses. So uh, 5k eggs will have Pichu with a hat, Wooper with a hat, Smoochum with a bow, Shinx with a hat, and then Gothita. It is saying here that Gothita from eggs will have a higher chance of being shiny. We know not to trust Niantic at their words, but that's what they're saying. Uh, and then the field Smoochum research. that can hatch is also a new costume. Which one is? The Smoochum? Smoochum with the bow? Mm-hmm. No, Smoochum with the bow has been before. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I got one from uh, uh, Zoe. I traded I traded her one because I was missing out. There are too many costume Pokemon at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, field <laughs> research is Butterfree, Diglett, Wooper, Curlia, Shinx, and Blitzel. So the only chance of getting Blitzel would be from field research. Blitzel has like a weird collar thing on. I don't know what it's called necklace if you complete the collection challenge you will have an encounter with dragonite uh oh and here are the oh the uh, the clothing's actually kind of good what the heck yep mm-hmm. uh so clothing will be gothita top gothita pants oh sorry not gothita gothitel uh gothitel shoes reuniqueless top reuniqueless boots hooded denim jacket denim pants 
And then the showcase will be either Gatita or Marini, or the showcase will just be random because it's been like two months and Niantic is just like, the showcase will be this and then last <laughs> minute it's just Squirtle because I, I don't know how it doesn't work. I the Like showcases it, are constantly like something else. They couldn't else. figure out how to deal with Pokemon that had different forms. So Wooper with the two different forms and Growlithe with the two different forms, they can't make that work for some reason. <laughs> Also, Pumpkaboo got canceled because that was also... Pumpkaboo has a bunch of different forms. They Yep. So all, all of their showcases. <laughs> yeah, so like Wooper Community Day was just Squirtle. <laughs> but Squirtle has different forms. They have Squirtle and then Squirtle with glasses. And Squirtle with a hat. Those aren't different Pokedex-based forms, though. That's the same Pokemon with the same stats with a costume. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's slightly different. <laughs> and I do feel like they have leaned more into designing avatar items in the last few events. They had good avatar items for the Halloween event. They have at least very thorough avatar items for this event, and they had a couple of good shirts for the Diwali Festival of Lights event. Well, because you can actually see them now. This game needs an entire character redesign. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought it was going to happen. I, you know? Yeah, I but so then too. 200 and some <laughs> odd people got laid off, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I thought there was a character redesign coming. Party play probably brought more people back into the, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making things up. <laughs> Usually in games, new features bring more people in than fixing existing things in the game. Because new features sound way cooler than we fixed that one bug that four people had. Unless the bug is ruining everyone's gameplay, yeah. <laughs> which there are just a lot of bugs. So it's not one bug. I can't wait for summer of 2025 when collection or uh, when showcases are finally fixed and you can put whooper in properly and routes are finally fixed and party yeah. plays finally fixed <laughs> and not me trying to follow my own route i created and it not picking it up and me having to walk back 10 minutes to restart it <laughs> that was a fun experience all right well we'll be back next week and uh, again keep an eye out for any ev news in regards to scarlet and violet or if they don't do Eevee for whatever reason, I would assume that it would be Sa Samurott. Or maybe they do Eevee and Samurott. I don't know. Or maybe they don't do anything. Maybe it's Samurott wearing an Eevee hoodie. Ooh, that sounds actually pretty <laughs> awesome. We're past Halloween. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that has not stopped them before. Otherwise, True. we are about a month out from the DLC, so we'll uh, we'll start gearing up for that whenever they decide to release some more information. Uh, who knows? But thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, wait, what would, what was the comment before? Greg said something earlier. Comment below. Uh, oh, comment below whether you have a themed bathroom. <laughs> My parents had a rooster-themed bathroom at one point. They had, like, rooster, like, towel, had, like, hand towels, and then they had, like, rooster paintings, and then they had, like, a rooster toilet seat cover, which toilet seat covers are gross, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, y'all didn't live in the 70s shag 
carpeting era of toilet seat covers and toilet seat backs. Those have lasted longer in Japan. I have experienced. uh, But there's sort of a lot to unpack in a rooster theme. And then like when you do the hand soap, it came out of like a rooster. Oh, there's... (laughs) I already have to go to therapy for that one because that's... Anyways, if you or your parents or your grandmother has a themed bathroom, I would like to know about it in the comments below. (laughs) If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a review. It really helps out, especially with the DLC coming out. Um, The reviews help more people find the show, obviously. But thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. We will be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Maybe we're all going to go to Topolo this time to get that new Onyx in Pokemon Sleep. The music Not is so Steve. good. The music Not is Steve. so He's good. Like, I'm never going to go there. There's only rocks there. Yeah, and Riolu. <laughs> and Jigglypuff. I know you, you don't need one. I don't need one. I'm good on that one. The music is so good. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, Yarny, Tony, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Chris, and Brady. And a huge shout out to our executive producer, Spencer. If you too would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash pkmncast to sign up and support the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next episode.